We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 199. Today I am here to talk about saddle care, and I feel like it's something that there's a lot of misconceptions about and a lot of varying ideas, especially across the different main saddle companies. It's a big investment, a saddle, especially when you start getting into the custom components of a saddle. And so it's important for us to know how best to take care of our equipment. So let's get into it. I took the liberty and did some research for you and looked up the care from CWD, Devacu, Bute, Steuben, Antares, and found a lot of similarities, but definitely some differing opinions. A lot of it stemmed from the idea that the saddle, the recommended care for the saddle involved a brand-specific product or products, which, you know, makes sense. Marketing 101. Okay, well, let's get started. We're starting off with Devacu, which is a French saddle company. And according to their website, the first steps for your saddle are as follows. Um, Your saddle comes to you already initially oiled from the workshop from being created, which is similar across many of these saddle companies. And before the first use, that they advise you to apply their balm generously using, they have a really, really cool soft sheepskin glove. I love it. I don't have a Devacu, but I have a couple friends that have one and I am dying to buy one because I feel like it really gets in all of the grooves of the saddle. And it allows you to apply it evenly without using a sponge. I think a sponge is fine, and that's honestly what I use on my saddles. But I do find, obviously, um, you're using a little bit of water. And I think overall, talk to any leather maker or someone who works within these saddle companies, water's not great for saddles and leather in general. So I feel like their little sheepskin glove is so perfect for it. Anyway, they recommend using that balm right when you get it and to let your saddle then rest for ideally 12 hours and then you should be good to go. They also say that the first six months are critical for your saddle. So to make sure you apply the balm regularly for the first several weeks, that's probably also very helpful for the break-in process. For daily use, Devaku recommends using their saddle soap, which is made out of Belhara, and use the sheepskin glove. And they actually do, with the soap, recommend a damp sponge to remove any impurities, which makes sense for the saddle soap. Um, never apply the soap directly to the leather. And then as far as the nourishing component of the leather, they also have a Belhara balm to apply about once or twice a month to nourish it. Next, we have CWD, which is a very popular saddle company, especially in the jumper discipline. For using their saddles for the first time, they have been delivered without oil. So you, once you receive your brand new saddle, you are to apply a very generous quantity of their CWD oil or conditioner 
evenly and repeat if necessary to get the desired suppleness. So they also have a CWD glove to massage any excess conditioner into the leather. I have not seen the glove, but I am very curious. I looked it up before this and I've never tried it, but it'd be interesting to give it a try. If possible, they want you to let the leather absorb for a full day or 24 hours in a well-ventilated room. Natural leathers will darken before lightening slightly to reach their definitive shade. So basically they're saying don't freak out. Your saddle might arrive to you a little bit lighter, but don't worry. You have to oil it to kind of start the process and it'll get a little bit darker. For their day-to-day care, CWD recommends that you clean it after every use using a sponge and the CWD liquid glycerin soap. The glycerin soap I have found across many of these saddle brands um, that they recommend for daily care. I do like the liquid component. Um, I do find that you run through it very quickly versus one of those glycerin soap bars, but You know, I guess it just depends on your preference. They also recommend that you apply the CWD conditioner at least twice a month on all of the equipment using their CWD glove. They have this amazing balm, and I noticed it wasn't in the cleaning section and it wasn't in the conditioning section that I just read to you. Um, So I need to look into that, but it smells so good. I don't ride in a CWD anymore. I still use it all the time because it smells so good and I feel like it really conditions my saddle well. I really like that CWD takes the time to talk about the seasons and how to care for your saddle in the summer or in hot climates or in the winter or cooler climates. I think that that's so important because our leather is constantly, you know, changing and shifting and drying and getting more moisture depending on the weather. And so if there's anything that we can do to help keep the leather healthy, um, I think that that was really smart on their end to include that on the website. So for their advice in the summer or in hot climates, after each use, the leather needs to be treated to compensate for and to repair the drying out that's caused by sun and the high temperatures. In the winter, a heated area is needed to combat the ambient humidity. I don't know about you, but if you haven't used a saddle in a while or you don't have it in a well-ventilated or heated area, do you notice how like maybe under the saddle flap where the billet straps are, you'll notice maybe some starting grow of mold? It's so gross and it makes me feel like I neglect my saddle, but um, it is definitely something to keep an eye on for um, having the, the proper ventilation and the right temperature to keep your saddle at and to constantly be cleaning it after every use. Things that they recommend that you avoid is to clean your leather with products which contain solvents, which will prematurely discolor the saddle and will dry out the leather fibers. A helpful tip that they recommended is if your saddle has been in contact with water, to dry the leather carefully by placing it in a warm room. Once it's dry, clean it and apply the CWD conditioner. They also advise you to be careful. Do not grease a saddle which has not been cleaned first. You risk letting the dirt penetrate into the leather, damaging its appearance and shine. So overall, CWD is definitely adamant about the climate, keeping your saddle clean without using a lot of soap, 
I'm sorry, with a, without a lot of water, which is why I think they offer a CWD liquid glycerin soap so that you don't even have to use water. And then obviously condition periodically. Beauté is another French saddle company. I think they have some of the most beautiful looking hunter saddles. They have amazing, simple lines, and I just think they're stunning. They have a few care tips on their website. They say that caring for leather saddles and accessories is absolutely essential to ensure that the leather remains beautiful and also durable. It's also a matter of safety, whether you clean your leather and take the time to inspect your saddle and accessories, which can avoid tears or anything that could potentially be dangerous to you or your horse or your riding ability. So they recommend using their line of products, the Akeen product range, for your daily care for your saddle. They, one, say cleaning your saddle with a damp sponge and their glycerin soap after each use. Then to nourish the leather, they recommend that you apply their cream with a damp sponge to thoroughly nourish the leather once or twice a month. And then thirdly, they have you restore the shine and the nourishing overall with the oil, which helps restore and shine or dry other, you know, damaged leathers. And you're supposed to do that about once or twice a year. All right, next we have Antares. And I just have to say, I remember growing up in, I guess that would be probably the early 2000s um, at this point, And I feel like all of the cool girls had Antares saddles and I always wanted one. <laughs> My trainer also had one and I feel like they were they were so comfortable whenever I got to ride in in her saddle. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this feels amazing." <laughs> Um, Antares has great saddles, um, again, French made. They are really nice and they, they are really nice because they talk about how they are both sturdy and supple. And from my experience in the early 2000s, at least, um, with those saddles, I don't come into contact with them so, so much now, but I feel like they were amazing. They also have their own line. They have saddle soap, a leather conditioner, and a leather oil. And they also recommend that you use the saddle soap after each use with a light coating of soap, minimal water. And their saddle soap is also made in France and formulated to suit all types of leather. So if you have another saddle, you could technically use the Antares soap, which, I mean, let's be real. I'm sure that they're all work just fine on the other leather pieces. When you really look into it, most of the saddles are made out of either calfskin or buffalo. And I have never come in contact with a saddle company that said you had to use one product over the other for calfskin versus buffalo. There also are saddles that combine both types of leather into the one saddle. So my advice or my take on this whole situation so far is that it is very interchangeable. I think it's fun to kind of try the different products out across all of these lines and find which ones you like. I've done a lot with Devaku products. I've done a lot with CWD products. I have a Voltaire and I really like all of those products. So those are those are usually mine. Anyway, had a, had a little segue. Let's get back to Antares. They also have their leather conditioner that they recommend using once or twice a month with a soft cloth or a sponge. 
And they definitely specify, which I feel like not everyone so far has specified, but I feel like it's kind of a no-brainer to make sure that you, when you do apply the leather conditioner, that you apply the saddle soap first. Um, I feel like Butte mentioned that too, to make sure when you oil or condition that it has to be clean first. It works, again, on all types of leather, so you could also use this on your bridles as well. And then thirdly, their leather oil, they recommend applying it with a brush or a cloth and to just use it once or twice a year, as the other ones have also recommended, and use sparingly to stop the leather from being slack. Their oil is also made in France and works on all types of leather. So they are really honing in on the idea that this can be used on all types of leather. I like it. So Antares is a good one. They have a good range of products that I am excited to try. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna need to order this and see because I feel like I just have good vibes about the saddles from my childhood. So the products have to be good too, right? Taking a little break because I am so excited to talk about our sponsor today, Jiv Athletics. Have you heard of them? They provide women the comfort and confidence they deserve within everyday athletic wear, which all starts with what's underneath. Jiv Athletics is an athletic undergarment company that specializes in performance underwear for women. Not only does Jiv Athletics offer ultra premium quality, their undergarments are breathable, wickable, tagless, roll-free, and camel toe proof. Inspired to end constant underwear tugging during a workout or a ride, Jiv Athletics creates undergarment pieces to fit to make wearing yoga pants or breeches all the more comfortable. Using breathable luxe fabrics, this woman-owned brand understands the importance of eliminating unsightly silhouettes with a patent-pending 3D mold spacer that blurs the lines between tech and fashion. I just recently got my first pair of Jiv Athletics underwear and it is the most incredible pair of underwear that I have ever owned. I give all my thoughts and some more information about Jiv Athletics over on my lifestyle page, my equestrian style. But if you want to check out more information and the products that they have, head over to their website at jivathletics.com. That's J-I-V-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S.com. Thank you so much, Jiv Athletics. You are amazing, and I cannot wait to see you more and more in the horse community. All right, let's head back to the episode. All right, let's move on to Steuben. This is a German company that I feel like has a little bit of a different vibe to the French-made saddles or the other ones that I'm talking about today. I rode in Steubens a lot when I was in California. The barn that I worked at were sponsored by Steubens, so we had lots of saddles, and you know, my boss felt like they really fit the horses that we were riding well. So rode in them a lot. I feel like overall, they're a lot sturdier. And you can take that how you want. Some people prefer a sturdier feel. I feel like sometimes the sturdy feel made it seem less comfy. Some people want that. Some people want to be like they're sitting on a couch. So if you are into more of that structure and the durability, let's say you're riding a bunch of horses a day and you want something that will last you a long time, 
I feel like Steuben's a good option. They didn't give a ton of leather care tips on their website. They do have some videos on YouTube, but overall they have a good amount of leather care products. I also like they have some of their leather dressings in a tube, like a squeezy tube, which I find really nice and convenient. Um, sometimes when the jars where you have to put the sponge in, I've left the sponge in and it's gotten like moldy and gross and whatever. So I feel like this is just like a really easy and convenient upright tube idea. When I watch the YouTube videos, a very similar situation, you know, as the other brands that they kind of verbalized. So the the daily care with the glycerin soap that they have, and then the, you know, monthly care or once or twice a month with the dressing, and then they have an oil with which they recommend having the saddle out in the sun for about an hour or two, apply the oil and let that soak in and then let it sit in like a ventilated area for 24 hours. Actually, fun story. I had a groom who would take my saddle, and this was back in California, and he would take my saddle periodically on random Sundays when we would have Monday off of riding, and he would do that method. He would oil my saddle and let it sit in the sun, and then, you know, Obviously, it would have over a day to all soak in. And Tuesday, it was like brand spanking new. It was so nice. And I'm like, that method is really cool. It freaked me out a little bit because I feel like, oh my gosh, if it's in the sun, won't it like, you know, like tanning with baby oil? Won't you just get like fried? But for some reason, that heat really helped activate the oil and have it penetrate to the leather. And it worked super, super well. Last but certainly not least, my favorite, Voltaire. I've been in my Voltaire for over a year now, and I seriously love it. Um, but, you know, take that with a grain of salt. It was my very first Brand new to me saddle. I've only ever been in used, so I'm a little biased because... It was the very first time that I had my own saddle. It's so pretty. It's custom made. So that was also, you know, my first custom saddle. And I mean, I'm 5'8". I have a really long upper leg. Um, so I feel like it was really hard to find saddles that fit me well. And my knee always went over the knee roll, like always went past it. So it was so amazing to finally sit in a saddle that was just literally made for me. So I'm a big fan. But I really, really love my Voltaire. It has a super dark kind of espresso color leather. The leather's super rich. It really took like no time to break in, but it still is durable that I feel like I'm not like every ride. I feel like I'm not like scratching it or breaking it or, you know, hurting the leather or anything. So I'm a huge, huge fan. They have a whole bunch of products um, that I've been using since I got my Voltaire and um, really love their glycerin soap. Their balm is amazing. They also recommend a daily glycerin soap um, just to clean from any impurities or dirt or grime as well as the kind of once or twice a month for the balm the balm smells so good i love it um, and i have yet to do my deep condition yet just because you know actually it's probably time now that i've had it for almost yeah i've had it for like a year so i really should be doing that maybe you know what maybe i'll do that this weekend 
But again, I think I'm going to try my California Steuben method of putting the oil on on a nice sunny day, let it sit out there for an hour or so and um, see what happens. But it's already a super dark, beautiful. I love, I love the dark leather. I think it just looks so nice. So let's say, I don't know, maybe you haven't done a hundred percent of your leather care. Maybe, maybe you just have neglected it a little bit. Don't lose hope. There is still some great easy ways to revive your leather care. After doing some research, a lot of it had to do with cleaning and then conditioning and repeating that process until you're kind of back to your desired leather. I also think there should be something said about the idea of mold and to not freak out about it because a lot of the time if you, let's say you haven't used a bridle or a saddle in a while and you uncover it to find, you know, a whole sheet of mold across the surface of your saddle, don't freak out. Chances are it is just on the surface and that's, you know, just nothing a little soap and water won't just completely take away. So I just want to make sure I know whenever I see mold, I'm like, oh my gosh, the world is ending. I have to throw everything away. Unless it's completely breaking down the leather and you're starting to see, you know, changes in the leather or, you know, it's getting thinner or it's, you can really tell it's penetrated the leather. That's one thing. But if it's just on the surface, you know, wipe that bad boy down, get some soap on it, let it dry and then condition it. And I promise you it'll look 10 times better after one of those sessions of cleaning and conditioning. Like I mentioned before, I just got my very first new saddle at the age of 28. So there are so many used saddle options out there, especially with how expensive saddles are these days. I mean, it's really hard to find a nice, like the brands that I mentioned in this episode, it's really hard to find even a used saddle of these brands for, you know, under $2,500, $2,000, depending on how old it is. So, I mean, that's still, for a used saddle, that is still a huge investment. I will say there is something to be said about buying used saddles that you don't have to do the breaking in. You get a saddle that is already pre-loved and pre-used, and especially maybe 10 years ago even, saddles were, they just seemed like they were more stiff. Like it took a while for them to break in. Now I feel like they come and they are literally a couch day one, but I think that that was another reason why used saddles were so amazing. And there's, you know, obviously besides the price, that was the big perk. If you are in the market for buying a saddle and you would like to go the used route, there are lots of websites that offer really, really high quality saddle brands. I'm thinking of Redfield Tack. I have actually purchased a couple client saddles that way and they are amazing. The imagery is great. She does such a nice job of taking any detail shots, you know, pointing out any imperfections or impurities. I just have really, really had great experience and the quality is really nice. There are also a lot of great Facebook groups and forums to be a part of if you are in the market for a used saddle. There are several. I mean, I I know I'm a part of dozens that are like, 
hunter jumper saddles, used high-end saddles for sale, and people just literally either post an in search of post of their specifications or they are, you know, obviously listing saddles that they have available. So I think that's also an amazing option. You never know why someone is selling a saddle. They could just very easily be, you know, getting into something else, you know, taking time, you know, away from riding to go to college or start a career or have kids, want to make some extra money for something else, get a little chunk of change for their saddle. There's so many situations where I feel like you can find some very gently used saddles for a really nice used price. A week or so back, I had put a post on my Instagram story asking if people have questions about saddle care. So I thought I would read some of these questions. So Emma S. asked, how important is it that your saddle is in air conditioning? thought that was a great question. It is actually very important that your saddle stay in a climate-controlled space. And that's both air-conditioned and heat. Um, If the saddle gets too cold, it can crack, it can dry out. If the saddle gets too warm, what I mentioned previously, it can start growing mold, which really, if left uncared for, can really start breaking down your saddle. Okay, Sarah asked, what is the difference between buffalo and calfskin leather? Another great question. So calfskin is super high quality leather. It's known for its fine grain and its softness. You can kind of tell the difference visually between calfskin and buffalo because it, it's like it's like it has no pores or like really tiny pores like on your face or your skin. It is really, really soft. It's also the saddles that you can see if you kind of run your fingernail across them, they kind of leave a little mark. Um, it's super supple, super soft, really comfortable. It kind of has that feel to it where it almost feels grippy when you're sitting in the saddle. On the other hand, buffalo leather, which is also another high-quality leather, it's a lot thicker and more durable. It has more of that coarse grain. You can almost see kind of it kind of is like pores in you know uh, on in contrast to the calfskin that it looks like it is just like a smooth Instagram filter on your face. But the buffalo is so nice because it is a lot stronger and a lot more durable. Some saddles could have a combination, most are one or the other, kind of your preference for both, you know, your type of riding, how hard you are on your saddles, how often you're riding, and um, what you kind of like the look of. And last question I will read off today, Jesse asked, how do you know how much water to have in your sponge when you are cleaning your saddle? I love that question. Because I feel like a lot of people use so much water, and I used to also, until I, you know, talked to some people who really understood leather or who worked with saddles and understood how little water is actually necessary. So what I like to do when I'm using a sponge and glycerin soap, we'll say, for example, on my kind of daily cleans, I will clean the sponge or or dip the sponge in clean water and then squeeze it out. And then if I feel like, kind of depending on the sponge, if I feel like I can't really squeeze all of the dripping liquid out, I you know I usually squeeze it as hard as I can and even shake my hand to get any of the extra water. But if I feel like it's still, if I could still squeeze it again and get more water out, what I sometimes do is take a dry towel 
and squeeze it around the dry towel. And that just helps get another level of water out of that sponge. It should be damp to the touch if you were to run it across your skin, but it shouldn't be dripping when you squeeze it. Does that make sense? So it should be damp enough that because you are using glycerin soap, soap obviously activates with water, so you need that water in order to really get the soap to spread, but you want as little water as possible so that you aren't damaging your saddle. All right, friends, that is all I have for you today. I hope this was helpful. If you have any other questions about saddles or have another topic you'd like me to do some research and look into, I am happy to do that. You can email me over at hello at equestriumpodcast.com. Until next time, I am Bethany Lee over at the Equestrian Podcast. You can also hit me up at my equestrian style, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.